How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Emerald City Hockey's Post Game Live, presented by Queen Anne Beer Hall. Uh, just me to start this one off, as RJ is at the game, of course, at CPA, so he'll join us a little bit later on. Excited to hear his thoughts from the game and anything that uh, was going on there that we couldn't see on the TV broadcast, uh, but also because he got to talk with uh, the commissioner earlier, Gary Bettman, so I want to ask him some questions about that as well. But Focusing on what the Kraken were able to get done here, took care of business against the Ducks. I mean, let's be real. It's a game they, they should have won and they did win. And that's, you know, things kind of just happened the way that they should have. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm excited. I mean, you know, Maddie gets another goal. That's obviously a big deal. Daniel Sprong gets to 20 on the season. I never thought I was going to say that, um, but that is definitely impressive. Martin Jones coming in the net and and looking really, really solid for the Kraken. And he needed to be, unfortunately, at times, especially at the beginning of this one. Uh, so, yeah, you know, was, there is was some interesting stuff about this one. But the bottom line is two points is two points. It goes that much further into securing the Kraken uh, a playoff spot, getting them that one uh, little bit closer to clinching all that good stuff. So definitely, definitely, definitely no complaints at all gonna start us off here with light with the super chat thank you very much and they waddled away waddle waddle uh i don't i am not gonna sing for everybody i'm not gonna do you the disservice of singing but i appreciate it light uh that's very good and yeah they did i mean it's this is this is clearly a team, a Anaheim Ducks team that understands where they're at in the standings they know that their season is over I was really like, what, who's left for them? <laughs> like, you know, no Gibson in nets, uh, no Zegris, Troy Terry's not there. I'm like, wow, like who are they, who do they have left here? Cam Fowler gets hurt at one point, although he still was able to log his 27 minutes. That is a lot of ice time to be playing uh, this late into the season. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Kraken, they, they they got it done. I mean, 30, 39 to 19 shot differential Kraken, 49% of the faceoff dot. They did what they needed to do. They won plenty of faceoffs, but they also made sure that they lost the overall uh, war there. And hey, look at that. We were better on special teams than somebody else. That's pretty good. That's pretty good for the Seattle Kraken team. I will take that going one for two on the power play. That was pretty sweet to see as well. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's lots of good stuff in this one. Absolutely. Lots of good stuff. Uh, Tammy in here, ups and downs, but I'll take the points. Yeah, me too. That's, that's where I'm at. It, two points, two points. Uh, I appreciate that in the standings, especially cause like the, the, um, the Oilers blanking the Kings tonight. Like that wasn't great for, for the Kraken as far as trying to get up into that third spot. I mean, all of a sudden the Kings are the team in that third spot. Kraken do have two games in hand on them. Well, no, this hasn't updated for the Kraken's win yet. That's, that's what's going on here. Um, so one game in hand on the Kings, six points behind them. It's doable. It's doable. Uh, that, that game, uh, the next game against LA is going to be a big deal. Then is what that means though. So really looking forward to that one. Yeah, a April almost upon us, everybody. I hope you're all ready for a lot of Kraken hockey. Eight games in the first 13 days of April to finish out the season. I'm getting pumped. I'm super, super stoked for that. Uh, TBK, quack, quack. The number is now eight. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Certainly say, not going to lie, the boys had me worried for most of the third period. These were the the downs, as Tammy said, the ups and downs. The, the first seven eight minutes of this game when it was pretty much solidly all anaheim i was like mm, come on this isn't great and then yeah there's there's some moments in the third there before you get those insurance goals um and really the second period was largely uneventful it's one of those like do i wish the kraken had kind of just like been the better team and just crushed Anaheim and put up like some insane number of goals. Like, yeah, that would be nice. I think that would go a long way to helping with the confidence of a lot of guys on this team. That being said, they continued with some, you know, good momentum coming back home. They got a home win. That's a big deal for this club that struggled to do that all season long. Uh, you get another Maddie Baneers goal. You get another Sprong goal. That second line was still going like, there's, there's enough for me for this one that it feels okay. Uh, despite the fact that they didn't look like a dominant team throughout, 
uh, the game in a game which they arguably should have. There were still enough of the things they hit enough notes that I was like, I was, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Not thrilled with it, but I'm okay with it. And then Martin Jones coming in and showing, look, he he can still be sit steady. He can be someone that can be relied upon should the Kraken need him to. And then hopefully having a game like this under everybody's belt as well, team can play a little bit better in front of Grubauer. They didn't entirely play well in front of Martin Jones. Martin Jones did have to come up with some big saves that he arguably should have needed to have to come up with. But uh, Martin Jones still, it was a, it was a good performance from him making uh, 18 saves on those 19 Ducks shots. Donnie, I'm so thankful that the Kraken hung in there. There were some very scary shots from the Ducks. Jones had an awesome, had some awesome saves. Definitely. I like we just talked about it, but that was a, uh, that was definitely a, a big part of the, the night for this one here. Got a super chat. Let me scroll down here to it from Schultz. How's it going? McCann coming to the defense of the rookie. That was awesome to see McCann uh, coming in and helping out with uh, Maddie there as he found himself in, in a rough little spot there, net front uh, against Anaheim there. You love to see it. I mean, we've seen that from this team all season long, whether it's Maddie Beniers or really anybody. Um, this is a team where they want to stand up for each other. They care about each other. And it's 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 awesome when you see that because I've followed teams that haven't been that way before. And it's it's not great. Uh, I will I will leave it at that. But this is these 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 guys, they're all bros, you know, and and I really appreciate that. I love seeing stuff like that as well. Thanks uh, again for the super chat. Edward, another successful round of duck hunt. It was indeed. We don't have to get teased by that awful, awful dog. It's probably the only dog I, I despise, that duck hunt dog. <laughs> Ty, man, this felt like a trap game so bad, but we got it done. Need to ask RJ about some of the on-ice graphics they added. Looks like a shot chart in intermissions. Uh, yeah, I was... I was I'm wondering about that. Uh, remind me, Ty, when when he comes in, send in another message uh, if I if I don't get to it. Okay, and we'll we'll act we'll uh, ask uh, Daniel Sprong, crack stack baby, one goal from each line. That is def that is true, guys. Second goal, second line, first line, fourth line, kind of third line. Like was Jaden Schwartz playing with Wenberg? Is that the same line? I don't know. It was four on four with Wenberg. I will take it though. I will take it. No matter what happens, I love it uh habak we will see a very angry la team we need vintage martin jones yeah it'll be interesting to see if hackstall tries to ride uh martin jones after this one thinking like hey look he made some big saves you know team having issues in front of grubauer you know you ride the hot hand martin jones revenge game against his former team too like there i could see him potentially go with martin jones based on what we've seen from hackstall this year Based on what we've seen from Hackstall in the last month or so, I would think that he's going back to Grubauer. So it'll be kind of interesting to see which Hackstall shows up uh, and makes which decision on Saturday. That uh, is definitely going to be a good one. Uh, Striatic, I missed most of the third period. Did anything interesting happen? Oh, I don't know, Striatic. Would you consider a power play goal from Daniel Sprong interesting? Uh, I say that only specifically because it's you asking the question. Uh, for the most part, nothing too much. I mean, the other thing was Alexander Wenberg shot the puck and he shot it from basically center ice. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And he got the empty net goal from it. So up to 13 on the year for Wenberg. Uh, those, but the, that's, that's basically it. Jones made some other big saves in the third period, but that's, that's kind of it. Uh, Schultz here got the win much needed. Can someone please get the ESPN crew a pronunciation sheet? Uh, so many butchered names could make a drinking game out of it. It wasn't great. I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't like any of the ESPN crews is the bottom line as, we, as we've gotten a couple, you know, both of them here in the last little bit. And I'm not just saying like, oh, I just miss like the root broadcast, like all that much. Obviously we all know the root broadcast is fantastic. But I just, it could be so much better for for the nationally televised games. These big deal games could be could so much about it could be so much better um, uh, in a big way. And I'm not like just talking about the on air talent and all that kind of stuff. Like like there's issues there, but I don't know. There's so much about it that could be better. Too too much to just get into here uh, on post game live, especially after a crack and win. We don't need any of that negativity in here. Um, 
Let's see. Five, three in the last eight to reach a hundred from Daniel there. I, I still really like that. I really, really like that. Um, Lindsay. Hello from CPA live from another awesome Lindsay and got the win with you in the barn too. Definitely important stuff. I love to see that. Uh, Sergeant Pickles here with the super chat. Love it. Thank you very much. Haven't watched it yet, but studs, Maddie, Schwartzy, Spronger, duds, everything about national broadcasts, casts, casts. Oh, excuse me. Bucci and post literally said Groovy started. See what I'm talking about. See what I'm talking about with these ESPN games. It's rough. It is rough, 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 rough. The one thing I enjoyed about the broadcast was how much they were talking about Maddie. Like that was clearly like, you know, how when a national broadcast comes in and something like this, whether it's baseball or hockey or basketball, one of those sports where they're not used to covering this team every day, uh, they'll, they'll like, they obviously come in with like two or three narratives that they're going to talk about. And I will to ESPN's credit, give them credit for choosing Maddie Beneers as the narrative for the Kraken. And, you know, during a lot of stoppages, bringing up Maddie Beneers and talking about how great he's been playing, talking about his two way play, talking about the fact that he's been able to do all this stuff as a first line center on a playoff team. I appreciate that. I really, really do. And I'm happy that ESPN decided to make that one of the stories around the Kraken instead of something like, you know, how bad the penalty kill is. <laughs> Just a reference back to last time. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I appreciate all that. Daniel, thank God Jones, uh, the good Jones showed up. Definitely. I am happy for him to kind of get a bounce back game. I know it was like an, a, you know, supposed to be an easy game. Uh, but as we saw, he had to make some big, big time saves in this one. And, uh, and he did. And I'm really, really happy to see that Gary magic number is four. Love it. Thank you for, uh, letting me know that. I, I do appreciate that, Gary. Krakenock, great night for Seattle, a city that, according to P.K. Subban, has great weather and shopping. P.K. would know. P.K. would know. Uh, definitely, definitely. Ty, lol, I did enjoy Wendy putting it in from near half ice. That might have been a shot. That that might have been a shot, though. I know. I'm t I think it was. I think he was. He just wanted to do it to prove that he could. Remember Ichiro back in the day, everybody, right? Like every so often, he just like hit a dinger just to be like, oh, yeah, just to let you all know, I can do that. If I like so choose, I am good enough to do that. It's like Wenberg on that one. He was just like, oh, here, by the way, I'm going to take a shot and I'm going to show you that I can like score from center ice just to let you all know I can and frustrate you later when I don't decide to do it again. <laughs> that's that's what Wenberg was going for. Gregory, lemon line Gatorade time, baby. I got you. I got you. Right there. Love it. Oh, oh I'm, I'm happy. It's been a while. It's been a while, uh, Gregory. Oh man, that, that's some good stuff. Tastes really good. Um, oh, okay. Uh, came down here to the uh, super chat from DJ and Tay, but real quick before I get to that, RJ letting us know Daniel Sprong got the Davy Jones hat. So there we go. That's see, that's the reporting we need at RJ. Uh, we need that more so here. Uh, DJ and Tay, uh, thank you for the super chat. First Kraken game was a success and a great time. Kraken win, Maddie goal, and an Everly bobblehead. Very, very happy for you. Yes, this would be a fantastic first game uh, to go to. Really, really, I am so stoked for you. Uh, and and however many of you went and all that kind of stuff. Super, super happy. Yeah, I mean, you got it all. You got the win at home, which is not something you can count on these days, unfortunately. Uh, but you got the win at home. You got a Maddie goal. That is really, really awesome. And then, yeah, that Everly bobblehead is sweet. Definitely, definitely. Uh, just because I'm I'm down here, I see RJ in here. Sprong started his media availability. Morgan Geeky picked up the Davy Jones hat and put it on Sprong's head. Sprong, he's not my line mate anymore. So now he thinks he's funny. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. We gotta, yep. See, we gotta everybody tell RJ he needs to be doing this more often. Uh drop it in that stuff into the chat here. Definitely, definitely. That is fantastic. Uh, Habak kind of, kind of sad to see the ducks waste such amazing goalies. I'm telling you, uh, things with John Gibson. Cause I, you know, I follow the ducks. They were my SoCal teams. I'm down here in SoCal, um, for a long time. And, uh, the ducks really in the mid, you know, you know, 2015, 2016 in there, 
They had some really good teams and it was always like, you know, Gibson was coming in and then he would struggle as a young guy in the postseason. And then it was Gibson would get hurt in the postseason and they couldn't go anywhere. And then later on, it would be other people got hurt once Gibson was around and it just never coalesced the way that it needed to for that team to, you know, go on a cup run. And uh, I, you know, I do feel bad for Gibson. I feel bad for a lot of those, a lot of those Ducks players that weren't able to experience that. Uh, it is a rough situation, but now they're also, you know, a kind of a, they're not really a division rival, but they are in a way. So I'm not as sad anymore, but yeah, I think it's probably time for a change of scenery for Gibson uh, while he still might have something left in the tank. Um, let's see. Uh, Daniel Kraken beat the Mariners and the Mariners won. Uh, oh, is it that a reference to the score? I don't know what the Mariners score was, but uh, I am happy to hear that they won on opening day. That is definitely exciting news for me. I'm assuming then they didn't get four runs uh, as I as I go to check the eight three nothing shut out Cleveland. Very nice. Very nice. Let's go Mariners. Um, how about Sprong with his first 20 goal season? I'm happy for him from Donnie there. Absolutely. I think that's a that's a huge milestone for anybody to get to. We, we heard them talking on the broadcast about the performance bonus of a 20 goal season. I believe they were referencing Andre Burkowski trying to get back in uh, in time to, to, to get to that potential bonus for himself. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a huge milestone. We talked about it when Maddie got there, what it means and kind of you know, in hockey circles to be a 20 goal scorer and how important it was for Maddie to get there in his rookie year uh, for other people to see that. But it's, it's just true. I, it's, it's a fantastic moment for him. Somebody who's really struggled um, throughout his career and in, in trying to find that, that one spot and have all that kind of thing. And uh, I'm, I'm happy for him. Uh, those are two big points to keep the flames and Preds at bay. They were indeed Daniel happy. The Kraken got him. Hunter didn't watch the game, but stoked to see the win. Beneers is locked in for the Calder now. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's pretty close. They talked about that on the broadcast, pretty, pretty close, uh, to, to locking that thing up. Definitely happy for him. Uh, Lindsay, I fully manifested that power play goal from Spronger. You're welcome, America. Well, we appreciate your service there, Lindsay. Uh, Donnie, I'm so glad I'll be able, I'm able to join you all tonight. Me too. It's good to have you in here, Donnie. Um, Russ, going to the LA game with my parents on Saturday, and they're going to be laughing and having fun, and I'll be twisting my beer can in my hands like a crazy man. Stress. Try to enjoy it, Russ. That's all I can say. Try to enjoy it. It should be a good time. Uh, but yes, that's that's I it, it's that time of year. It's that time of year. Just imagine if it was a if it was a playoff game. It's you just can't breathe the entire time. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. Oh, oh, it's gonna be so exciting. Daniel Merrick's little man crush on Daniel Sprong is my favorite thing in the NHL right now. Uh, it's one of my favorite things too, especially because on that first, you know, that that one a couple uh days ago, we got that shout out from him on 32 Thoughts. That was incredible. Oh, I love it. The Emerald City shout out. Oh, that was fantastic. Um Sergeant Pickle, sorry, didn't watch most of the game for studs and duds, but my lord, these national broadcasts are bad. Bucci straight up said Groovy was in net on post game. Yeah, it's rough, 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 rough. TBK, I kind of want to not jump in the standings to third if the opportunity arises. Not that I think we would, but I don't want to take on the Oilers in round one. I mean, there's a chance the Oilers win this division, and we do as a wild card team. Like, it's crazy how wide open this is when we do our kind of who do we want to play in the first round podcast, the next deep dive on Monday. I mean, we're going to have to talk about literally all of these options, everybody, but the Winnipeg spot, because it's all in play right now. You look at how close the central is. You look at how close the Pacific is uh, Seattle. I mean, there's a lot of options still on the table for them. It's, it's fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. Uh, Dave, I'll take games like that all day, man. Nice win. Agreed. Ty, imagine if Sprong played team hockey. Dude would make millions. Is that trashing enough to keep going? I know, man. I know. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. He's so, so talented when he's when he's on. He's so talented. Uh, Krakenock, I'm going, I'm growing more convinced that between Donato and Sprong, Sprong is more valuable to the team. Interesting. I mean, Donato definitely plays a more team-focused game. Donato can help out more on a four-check. 
help out more on a back check and play in the neutral zone. Uh, but Sprung, I mean, it's, you know, this is a team that has struggled scoring uh, in the past, not struggling as much this year. And a big part of that is because of his presence and the 20 goals he's been able to bring you. It helps to have somebody with a shot like that that teams have to respect. It helps to have somebody with the speed he has. Absolutely. It's a really, really tough call they're going to have to make if they can only if they decide they feel like they can only keep one next year. Duthin, I don't think Maddie wants the Gordie Howe hat trick as much as some folks want to see one uh, from Duthin there. I agree. I think that's pro. I think you're probably right, unfortunately. Although right now it doesn't seem like anybody on the Kraken really wants the Gordie Howe hat trick that much. Um, unfortunately, uh, I mean, I get it. If you're not in a rush to go fight somebody, I understand that. I really do. But uh, it's it, it's it's crazy. It's gonna happen when we least expect it. Like, I almost wonder if it'll be like somebody and they get into a fight in the first period and then like something happens later and then, oh my gosh, they pick up a goal late, like in a big moment. And it's like, wow, that's the first one. You know what I mean? It's it's going to be really, really interest, interesting. Daniel, radio guys were saying Maddie's goal qualified him for a big incentive bonus. Uh, the goal today or the 20th that he scored uh, a couple days ago? Because um, I I would assume 20 would be the 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 big milestone incentive bonus, uh, but maybe it's over 20, in which case the 21st goal would, would do that. Um, but yeah, I could, I definitely see that. I mean, we knew he was going to hit a lot of these performance bonuses for him and good for him. He deserves it. Absolutely. Ayers, will this be the type of game to get Jones confidence up in these final games of the season? I have to think so. I mean, he played fantastic. He made some really big saves. Um, I got to think he's feeling really solid after this one. I would be if I was him personally. Um, good morning, Barbara. One step closer to the playoffs. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Scott, interesting Pacific Division games tonight. Big win for the Kraken. Definitely, definitely. I, like I said, that Edmonton one is still kind of confusing to me. I, I That's why I'm saying I'm not sold on the Kings. I know they've been red, red, red hot, but I'm still not sold on them against certain teams, including us. Ty, PK saying the team chemistry with the senior guys and young guys will make them dangerous soon. I can't agree more. It's coming, and I'm excited for this ride. Me too. And that's really what this season has been. Like This has been like that prove-it year for the concept of what Ron Francis is trying to build, and we are seeing it completely. And that's why I am so stoked for next season. I mean, obviously, I'm excited about the playoffs. Seeing the Kraken in the playoffs is going to be like – it, it's going to melt my brain. It's going to be absolutely incredible. But I also know that this is a long-term three to five year plan approach kind of thing. And just what they're doing and, and, and how we're seeing them improve from year one to year two and, and what that could mean for a year three is really, really special. Truly, truly, truly. Um, Lindsay, oh, what a night. Late March back in 23. Mariners and Kraken with wins. What a very special night. Definitely. It's going to, it's going to be one to talk about for a while for sure. Lindsay, Kaylin, do you think Maddie would uh, keep being targeted if he got into a fight? Probably. That's just, you know, kind of how it works. He's the young guy for one. That's an automatic target. Uh, he's uh, arguably the Kraken's best all around player. That's another reason that he will always be a target. Uh, so I think, you know, getting into a fight, does, does that win him some brownie points around the league? probably still maybe not as many as it would have used to um like this isn't this isn't you know 10 15 years ago where i would be like yes he has to if he doesn't then they're just gonna keep coming for him and it'll just get worse until they hurt him it's not really that kind of league anymore uh and i'm thankful for that uh but i i yeah i don't know that he needs to get into a fight i think he's going to be targeted just because of who he is and how good he is more than anything and you know maybe we'll see next year if shane Wright's around everybody will go after him or maddie will win the calder and everyone's going to want to come after the kid who just won the calder you never know what, what it's going to be like but the bottom line is when you if you think you you know he's new and they're trying to figure out what tactics they can use against him to slow him down because he's a dangerous threat to them. And, and, if, and right now they're trying to see if there's, you know, any, what buttons can we press to maybe get a reaction from him? And that's just the natural part of joining the NHL. That's just the way it is. Everybody's, everybody's trying to find that out about everybody. Um, 
uh let's see kyle Wenberg passed the puck and you know it it was kind of like a passing motion with his hands and kind of like if i all right you're right i just don't want it to be true <laughs> sarah duds everyone's passing studs two points for the team two points for maddie canner showing up for maddie in the third definitely thanks for being in here sarah everybody go check out the uh, latest release of the fans episode, if you haven't already, a wonderful conversation we had with Sarah. Um, yeah, it was, you know, it's kind of same old, same old, the same stuff that's that the team has struggled with all year. Uh, some things going back to last year are still there. Passing, it's, it's not as pretty or as um, on time with each other as it should be, especially very evident on that first power play they had that was just, awful because they were just turning the puck over for no reason just in the offensive zone and i'm just gonna pass it to nobody okay okay nobody's on the same page um but yes the rest of it was was all super super solid and uh why don't we why don't we try to get um somebody in here who can tell us what it was like in person to be in the building for this one let's let's get rj in here how's it going rj i mean i gotta think it was it was a pretty good night to be in the building Oh, for sure. It was a great night to be in the building. I mean, there was I, where to start. I, I think, you know, the game was good. The different on-ice graphics, too. They were trying some of the technology stuff out. Um, and, and just a fun night to be in the building. And especially uh, after the game, too. Uh, pretty fun to, to be in the locker room. Some funny moments there, too. I was just going to say, so Ty already brought that up, wanting to ask you what was going on there. Why don't you give us all a quick lowdown? Okay, so are you referring to the comment that I put in the chat already about uh, the Davy Jones hat? Well, no, we, we talked about that, but I'm saying, like, because Ty brought up the on-ice graphic kind Oh, of gotcha, stuff. okay. Because we got, like, a sneak peek very briefly during the broadcast, so we wanted to hear from somebody who was there. Right, so um, the intermi during intermission, they had, um, like, the shot attempts, and it was kind of uh, went as the shot attempts happened, too, so it wasn't just one giant map of the shot attempts. It kind of started from the beginning of the period and went on. So that was the first intermission. I thought that was really cool. I'd like to see yeah. that for future games. And then at the second intermission, they had the Zambonis going around and they were tracking where the Zambonis were. And they had, it was kind of like, if you, you remember the old like DVD screensaver thing where it kind of bounced around to yeah. each corner of the rink, it was doing that with the Ducks logo. And whenever it ran to the Zamboni, it would like explode into a bunch of pieces. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was interesting. Maybe not as, as useful from a game visualization perspective, um, yeah. but you know, they're trying things. Yeah, no, I'm definitely happy that they're trying things. You know my stance on all this stuff. Like, I want, you know what I mean? Like, I've always been like, you have this perfect thing that you can project whatever you want onto. Use it. I don't know why it's taken so long to get to this point. But, yeah, I love the idea of, of putting, like, the shot charts on there or something yeah. like that. I think that's and it was really great cool. to see just the technology showcase here today anyway because you had um, basically in the – no, no, over there in the uh, Space Needle Lounge, you had a bunch of screens showing some of the diff different technological advancements the NHL has made. Um, you know, one of them had just on a TV going the whole time, clips from the Big City Greens classic that we talked about. You know, you and I both enjoyed that. See, there's a lot of potential for that technology as well. And that's something Gary Bettman talked about uh, in his media availability before this game. Yeah. Anything else you want to you want to mention from Gary Bettman tonight? I mean, we'll obviously cover it all on like the deep dive and stuff. But, uh, you know, I mean, what was it like to to to, to ask the commission a question, RJ? I know it's uh, <laughs> a little different than the last time uh, I saw him, which was uh, right before the first game here at Climate Pledge Arena. And then the time before that, when I was. Uh, what I think 10 years old and took a picture with him at a Sharks game. Uh, so it was a little different feeling than, than those two, but yeah, I mean, not a ton from that. It was kind of the, the standard answers, you know, that you maybe expect. He got the questions on, um, you know, the Kraken and the great market here. And, you know, he said stuff that he's already said about, you know, again, how great the market is, Seattle is, and it's a hockey town, all that stuff. He got the question about the pride nights. Uh, I posted the quote from that. Um, and <laughs> interesting that he was asked about, the technological innovations and what do you see on the tech horizon coming for the NHL? And the first thing he went to was the enormous success uh, that the Dasher board ads have been. Uh, so I thought that was kind of funny that that was the first place he went there. 
I mean, look, I've said it before. I know everybody points out the few times that there are issues with it, but like, I am still actually amazed that the league was able to implement something and have it run as smooth as it has run. Um, I will give him that, but like, geez, man, come on, read the room, Gary. <laughs> all right. So enough of all that other kind of stuff, because the bottom line was Kraken also played a game and they got a win. And that's really awesome. Yes, definitely. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, where, where do we start on this game? Start I with think Martin Jones. We'll oh, start okay. with Martin right. Jones. That's a good place to start. Um, he stepped up. I mean, you know, we were wondering what we'd see from him in his next start after maybe a little bit of a rough go of play. And Martin Jones was solid. And you know what? He needed to be. I think the Kraken let the Ducks hang around in this game too much. And uh, Jones made the clutch saves when he needed to. Yeah, absolutely. I was really impressed with him. And, you know, we'll see. Do you have a feeling for what Haxwell is going to do for, for next game? Do you think he goes I mean, back to Jones? It's a big game against L.A. I, I know Martin Jones tends to be money against the Kings, but you've got to go with your starter. I don't think this one game is enough uh, for you to lose, you know, gain more confidence in Jones than you have in Grubauer. You've got to start Philip Grubauer next game. Yeah, it's I'm I'm very curious to see what he does there. Uh Hunter, who would have thought we'd hit 90 points before this season? I was praying that we'd hit 80. Uh, what an improvement from last season. I mean, historic uh, is definitely one word we could use to describe it. But yeah, it's it's been incredible all season. It has. Long. And you know what? Gary Bettman, <laughs> one of the first things he said in that presser was he cited that stat of the biggest second-year improvement points-wise. He wanted to make sure he remembered that one correctly. Um, so, and yeah, he, he got it right. Did he Did he mention the name of the arena, and did he get that right this time? <laughs> yes, he did. Actually, I don't know if he mentioned the name of the arena. I, don't, I think he avoided that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't want to chance it there. Climate change <laughs> arena. Yep, definitely. Gotta love it. Uh <laughs> You know, they only they only paid like you know two billion dollars to get a team and to get into the arena scene and everything here. You, at least you could do is get the sponsor's name right. Uh let's see, Robert asking, do you think Calgary will catch Winnipeg? I don't know. Winnipeg is really just barely holding on. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, uh, it's gonna come down to the wire. They play each other, so later in the season that might that game might decide it. Yeah uh let's see uh thanks to both donnie and nine in here reminding everybody to like the stream really appreciate that uh getting in here uh i did read out your your stuff earlier on the sprong stuff rj we were all definitely appreciative to to have that that uh, reporting in chat in here uh yeah it was, was like a it fun was, moment it was fun in the locker room afterward you could tell the guys were having a good time and and question of the night goes to glenn dreyfus um who Actually, he, we were included in a piece that he did like before the Kraken even started playing. And, um, you know, he's great. But question of the night goes to him. So he asked Dave Haxtall. He said, on the ESPN broadcast, your friend Cassie Campbell Pascal mm -hmm. apologized to you saying that, you know, she didn't think that the Kraken were going to do as well this season. But, you know, she's got to admit it now. They're legit. And I'm sorry. Do you accept her apology? What, is what the question was. What a question. And even better was Dave Haxtell's response. Like the comedic time, it was perfect. Haxtell just looked at him like. <laughs> didn't say a word. Didn't say anything. I love it. And then just started on his answer. He's like, look, you know, we don't care about, you know, what people had said at the start of the season. And, you know, we always believed in this group. And yes, of course, I accept her apology, but, you know, we know how good we are. It was just such a great moment. I got to clip that video. It's not on the Dropbox yet, um, but I, I got to show you that. It's it's awesome. That is fantastic for sure. Uh, Rebecca, Kraken still undefeated on Bobblehead Night or 3-1? That's a good question. Which one was the tan of Bobblehead Night? That wasn't that long ago, right? That no, was it wasn't. I'm sure somebody in chat will look this up yeah. for us. Yeah. This is, this is what chat is made for. <laughs> yes. Uh, Rebecca. Oh, and loved Eb saying they should have included his tooth gap to complete the likeness. Yeah. yeah it sounds no, like all, everything about that is, uh, was pretty great. Uh, all the stories about him getting the bobblehead. Yeah. Uh, no, it was great. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is interesting. Krakenock asking where everybody's at uh, around in the community here. I, I, this is really cool. Uh, I'm not going to shout out where everybody is and everything, but I'm going to come back to this and, and take a look around because I really like that. Um, let's see. 
Uh, Daryl, PK talked about how Seattle is a place players want to play. Yes, he mentioned how great the shopping is, RJ. It's PK Subban, of course. But uh, of course. I, I agree with that. I mean, he talked about the weather. I think this is an organization. I mean, we talked about it like we talked about it on the release of the fans that we just did with Sarah about the, the organization from the top all the way down, creating a really nice, positive culture where guys seem to be having a ton of fun playing hockey. I really think that the, there's a lot to to like about the Seattle Kraken team. It's a team on the upswing. That's always a plus. The location is definitely a plus. The organization, the values, and the energy around it. I mean, there is no reason why uh, I would think anybody would want to, you know, say include the Kraken on like a 10-team no-trade list. Right, and that's kind of the pattern we've seen since the team started, where I think, honestly, a lot of NHL players probably didn't know a whole lot about Seattle and what it was like to live here and to play here and to be here. But word gets around and it spreads quickly about how great a place this is to be. And as you and I both know, the players talk quite a bit. And, you know, word has definitely reached P.K. Subban. Um, and, yeah, just about every Kraken player who's been here has absolutely loved it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Bach, Jets are so pathetic. I had them winning the cup midseason. They decided to slap me in the face by trying to tank. <laughs> oh, man. There's so much going on with that Jets team. I don't know what they're going to have to do here. Uh, well, let's see. Yeah. Jay, crack and make the playoffs for sure. Rip my credit card. Oh, my gosh. Tell me about it. I know we're still trying to figure out just like who their opponent is trying to figure out our coverage side of things like yeah last minute playoff time flights that's gonna be fun for us I know they could play any one of six teams right now and it's like it is very realistic any single scenario with six teams uh, yeah good, good luck booking flights we, we certainly haven't booked anything yet yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy. Uh, Jay, I still remember that gorgeous Jones two-pad stack earlier this season. He has flashes of a great goalie. I mean, he really, really does. And he had some big, big-time saves in this one. Yeah, he did. I mean, the one that I always come come back to is on that 2-on-0 after that horrible miscommunication in the D zone when it's still 2-1. And I think Frank Petrano basically just gets to walk in on Jones, tries yeah. to pick a spot off the pad down low, and Jones just wasn't giving him anything. I mean, that's Martin Jones at his best, just being solid, not moving, and being in the right spot. Oh, definitely, definitely. From Z Butler here. Also, who would have ever thought a baseball game could finish faster than a hockey game? Kind of like the Kraken scoring a power play goal. And both happened tonight. <laughs> it is. I mean, so far, everything seems to be looking good for baseball and the changes they made. I'm happy to see that. But yes, RJ, I talked about it earlier. Kraken won the special teams battle. When was the last time we said that? I know, right? It's it's huge. I mean, I was hoping that would be the case, given the Ducks have the 30th ranked power play and PK. It looked like at the start of the game, there are going to be a lot more penalties called because of those two early calls. I think the refs are trying to set the tone with mm -hmm. some of the softer calls that I've seen all season, really, one to each team. Um, and then they kind of put the whistles away a little bit. But uh, good that they can win the special teams battle. And um, yeah, they uh, they outscored the Mariners, which is good. I think Haxall actually asked about that to start off yep. his pressers, like how the Mariners do. Um, there was a lot of Mariners tracking up in the press box and even among the team tonight. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of excitement around that club this year, and deservedly so. Um, let's see. Sprong plays team hockey because he scores goals that not only count towards his awesome per 60 stats, but as a side effect, also count towards winning games. Uh, care to guess who said that, RJ? <laughs> yeah, no clue. No clue who, what, what Striatic may have said that. Yeah, we'll um, talk about that. But 20 goals for Spronger. Yes, that is absolutely huge for him. Daniel Sprong is a 20-goal scorer. Jeff Merrick was on it before I could even tweet anything. I mean, he must have been watching the game live, just ready for it. Um, but great for Daniel Sprong. And, and also, I, I like Dave Haxtell, what he said, because um, he got a question about Sprong hitting the 20-goal mark and how big that is. And he kind of, you know, he knows what the story is with Daniel Sprong. And he starts like, you know... I've been busting his hump all season about the defensive side of things and the 200 foot game and all of this. And, you know, he, he, he's done a lot better in that area. And yes, you know, 20 goals is a, is a big mark. It's always tough to, to get that in this league, but you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to keep bugging him about the defensive side of things and he's going to keep producing the way he has. 
it's uh yeah it's crazy you, you're telling me he didn't go well despite my best efforts <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has hit the 20 goal mark i know but he well never never wants to just you know flat out talk about the scoring because he knows it's not just about that always got to be on the defensive side of the game every single time yeah, that, that is funny. Stratic also saying Sprung loves scoring versus the Ducks. It's awesome. He still holds a grudge. He does. Uh, he does. And you yeah. can tell that by talking to him, too, because I, I was around when he was asked uh, yesterday about, you know, how nice it might be to score against his former team. And he's like, yeah, that'd be a bonus. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, lots to talk about, you know, Maddie uh being uh you know being close to the uh the, the Gordie Howe hat trick in this one especially late in the third there RJ looked like maybe maybe that we would see something there uh but I like uh TBK here bringing it up um to Maddie's credit he only has two penalty minutes all year that's super impressive to have one penalty all year long don't want to mess those numbers up with a fight I agree yeah I agree you got that a good thing going you don't you don't want to throw that in Yep, all the the karma's been helping him out. All I don't want his hands well, punching but... helmets either. Those silky smooth hands that scored that first goal. I, I don't want those hitting any kind of helmet or anything. No, exactly, exactly. Uh, let's see, Daryl, uh, stronger uh, all the way. Game tonight didn't feel close to settled till his goal. Stronger all the way. Um, yeah, because we had you know uh, interesting conversation a little bit earlier on tonight, RJ, about kind of you know if the Kraken can only bring one back you know, Donato or Sprong, right? And who do you go with? And obviously Sprong has made more of a difference on, you know, as far as scoring goals and everything this season, but you get more of the team game from Donato. It's an interesting, it's an interesting dilemma Ron Francis is going to have for himself. For sure. And what I'm sure we, this won't be the last that we talk about it, whether it's on a podcast or a post game or anything. Yeah, for sure. Static with the, in Jones, we trust, um, Okay, so this is a good one from Vahreen. Are the playoffs all national broadcast crews? Yes, so, kind of. <laughs> kind of, yes. I think you still get the local broadcast for the first round, at least if I'm yeah. remembering correctly. And then after that, it's all national. Yeah, and it's, yeah, is it, it's, it's every team gets their, their normal crew? Because, like, it used to be some of them did, sometimes not. I, I my only frame of reference is just remembering Sharks and Kings games where they would both yeah. have their normal crew for for yeah. the first round and after that it would go away. So that's yeah. that's all I remember. No, I think it's that way still because uh, you know you're dealing with uh, a ton of teams in the playoffs. I mean, you talk about 16 teams still. It, it just it makes sense. There's not enough uh, crews to go around. It's certainly not with traveling every day to try to like make it all happen. Yeah. So. First round, we should still have Root with us. And then after that, yes, they're national broadcasting crews, but I don't know what the split is between like TNT and all of their crews and ESPN. So, you know, I know we all talked about the ESPN stuff earlier in here. That's why I think that question popped up. So I want to throw that out there. Um, let's see, Kyle, my playoff dreams flashed before my eyes on that third period. D zone mix up, grateful for good Jones. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, that game could have turned and, and felt very different if the Ducks had scored on that one. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. Um, Patrick, to be honest, Donato goals are things of legends, but Spronger gets so many, I think I'd rather keep him. So there we go, getting getting lots of stuff in here for, for Sprong uh, in that. Uh, Donnie, I'm curious to see who Ron Francis replaces Borgen and Susie with. I really like Borgen, but I don't see him staying. Well, that'll be interesting because Borgen's still uh, RFA, right? Yeah, he's still an RFA. I, I've got to think that he, um, you know, that, that he'll resign. Um, yeah, I, I don't think the Kraken would want to get rid of him. He's the type of player that playoff teams covet. I think, he, well, and I think he's been playing really well the last, you know, handful of games, too. A lot of the quiet things that he's done. That breakout pass that he gave to uh, set up mm -hmm. Jaden Schwartz's goal. Yeah, yep. Jaden Schwartz called that perfect after the game, just like laid it right on his stick. Um, little things like that that Borgen does, and and you'll see come playoff time the physicality too, and what that element that he brings. Um, I think that's going to be huge. I, I don't think they'd want to replace him. No, and we talked about passing earlier, and kind of the 
you know, the issues that the Kraken have had with passing all along. But I think that plays a perfect example of what like a good pass can do for you as a player. Like you can speak to it too, RJ, right? Like when you're playing, when you receive like a good pass that like you can be in stride and you receive it and it's nice and clean and you don't have to worry about like trying to handle the puck or calm it down at all. You can just zero in on what it is that you're trying to do. And then you just feel better. You feel that like, extra little bit of confidence. You're just that much more dialed in. And that's when you see a goal like that one from Jaden Schwartz, where it's just, hey, I'm going to skate in. I'm going to take like this perfect slapper, go under the arm, and away we go, open up the scoring. Right. Those extra few feet of space, especially at the NHL level, make all the difference. Being able to pick your spot instead of it being something contested where you have to just try and get any shot you can off. Yeah, absolutely. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Duthin with a super chat here. Thank you very much, Duthin. Shout out for being closer to the Kings than the Flames are to us. Saturday's going to be big. It's going to be huge, RJ, uh, after their loss to, to Edmonton tonight. Right. I mean, the Kings are kind of the next team up uh, at this point. It, feel, it feels like it's a different team the Kraken are chasing every week or so. Um, but now it's the LA Kings. And then the next team up on the schedule, I think, what, the Kraken are six points back with a game in hand, if, if I remember that correctly. Um, and yeah, it might be possible to pass them. I mean, if you, if you beat them in regulation, just head on looking at the rest of the schedule. It's doable. And also the Kings, they're dealing with some injuries now. I think it was Mikey Anderson that went down. They had another player that went down today. Uh, they're getting banged up at the wrong time. And, and that yep. could be tough for them uh, in this final stretch. Yeah, definitely. Habak, uh, speaking of it, Habak, I don't know how you don't start Jones for Saturday. I love Groovy, but we all know Jones has some uh, black magic spells on L.A. <laughs> he he, mean, does. he like, does. I, I wouldn't mind it. I would not be against it. But uh, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, uh, Sarah loved them showing the shots on goal graphic on the ice as well. I mean, I, I think it's dope. I love that. Yep. Um, and I know Allison was a big fan. That's that's all I need to hear. Exactly. That's, that's definitely. Uh, let's see. Oh, no, not Gary B on the dashboard advertisements again from Donnie. I know. Oh, man. Uh, Bazzi, the tan of Donato sprung line had expected goals percentage of 79% before today's game today. They had a hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's a great line. It's working right now what yeah. they're doing. And um, also Maddie Beniers credited them as basically they created the entire goal yeah. on his goal with that shift right beforehand, where they were cycling through the zone, got the ducks all tired. Um, you know, Beniers made sure to give credit to that group for setting it up. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, let's see. Vegas lost in overtime. Okay. Uh, Sarah, I love the beat Vegas. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Go, go ahead. I know. I know. Uh, I love questions. Still of the night. I point. Love for that to be a reoccurring segment here. We can, we could look at something like that, Sarah. Um, Winnipeg was getting excited to return to the playoffs, but then cooled their jets from Edward. Love it. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Duthin pointing out there's been five bobbleheads. Maddie, oh. Adam. Yeah, because there was like the four for like the series, and then there was the Maddie one, right? Right. Maddie, Larson, Gord, Taniv, Ebbs. Yeah, that's five. Yep, that's correct. So just adding more complexity to this whole thing. <laughs> uh, but yes, you're definitely, definitely right. Uh, oh, here we go. The loss to the Senators on Tana Bobblehead Night. Oh, that's. So. Not undefeated. Uh, how much should the opponents and the players they were missing temper our excitement? Striatic asking because, like, that was part of it for this one, too. RJ, I didn't entirely know how to feel because there were times that the Kraken didn't really look as good as I felt like they should, given you're not facing Gibson and Net, no, uh, no Zegris, no Troy Terry. These are big names that the Ducks were missing. I, it felt like you know, Kraken maybe could have looked a little better than they did. Right. The talent gap was very evident. And especially in the first period, the Kraken were all over the Ducks. Uh, you could tell it was like kind of playing against an AHL team. You look at that lineup. And I think in the second period, and Dave Haxtell even spoke to this a little bit. I think uh, he didn't use the word complacent, but he said, you know, we were kind of held to the perimeter. We weren't generating much offensively at all in the second. We didn't give up anything, which was, mm -hmm. you know, that's good until the very end of the period. But 
he said basically we just need to kind of resettle and refocus in that second intermission to kind of put our foot on the gas again. And I, I, that's kind of how I saw it. The Kraken, you know, they, they, they took their foot off the gas for a little bit and it was that simple. And once they got the message, they, they got back to being a better team than the Ducks. Yeah, definitely. Uh, LGG with the super chat in here. Thank you very much. Kraken win in all caps. Love to see it. Definitely. And yeah, I mean, look, first 90 point season in franchise history everybody make note of where you were so you can tell somebody about it one day and uh yeah i mean just continuing to add to that you know greatest ever improvements from season one to season two uh i mean there's just so much about it that has been so so special about this year and you know uh having it tie in with mariners opening night and what they were able to do and then really the biggest thing of all which was we scored on a power play like that's you know what i mean like anytime that happens it just gets seared into my brain because you know i i can afford to do that there's uh so many of them <laughs> yeah uh but i appreciate the super chat there uh Habak, i wonder how many uh ptos we're gonna see during the training camp after us having this much success i mean around the league like because it's not just us because uh sunny milano did the same thing with yep. the capitals right so i mean th those are two pretty high profile success rates uh this go around so yeah it will be interesting to see if we see teams do that a little bit more than normal rj yeah i mean that that bottom six class of players that maybe seem a little bit one-dimensional they're really getting squeezed and we saw that with sprong and milano i wonder if teams are going to take a little bit more of a chance on guys like that next season it's also because like the day and age of needing your bottom six to be, you know, either enforcers or just, you know, big guys and, and to do like a certain job. I mean, we are seeing teams want to try to have more of, say, a top nine or something yep. like that and, and have some more skill down there. And the bottom line is, you know, you look at like what the major junior leagues are able to put out, what uh, some other countries are able to put out, like that opens up your possibilities to a whole different group of players and potentially a larger pool of players too, if we're being honest of, of players there. So yeah, it's, it is interesting to see if this is going to be something that sticks 11 downstream. Please tell me the playoffs are not going to be on ESPN. They are in part going to be on ESPN. And then I think ESPN is going to be in charge of the finals, right? Cause this is this year, one of the ABC ESPN years, right? They rotate. I don't remember which, yeah. Who has it this year, but it, I think you might be right. I Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be one of those. Uh, yeah, Hunter saying, I mean, ESPN, TNT, and ABC are like, that. that's where it's going to be. And TNT will flex onto like TBS and, and you know, some of the other Turner channels there. Um, but yes, yeah, so for, for at least some of it, you're gonna, we're going to have to deal with ESPN. <laughs> There's just no way around it, unfortunately. Uh, Donnie, plenty of time for Mariners after the Kraken playoff push. We're all about releasing the Kraken on their first playoff. Definitely. I know. I, I mentioned it because it's opening night. They won, you know, got the shutout, all that good stuff. But yes, uh, playoff. Well, you know what? Playoff I, think, I think we saw that tonight, though, in the attendance. Because I was wondering, you know, with Mariners opening night, basically being at the same time, you can't go yeah. to both. Like, yeah. what was the attendance going to be like tonight? And it was another packed house. I mean, you, you wouldn't even have known that the Mariners were playing tonight, you know, just by looking at how many seats were full. Like, it, it was great. I mean, I think, again, Seattle is a hockey and baseball town. It, it can be both. It is both. Seattle is a sports town. That's what I was going to say. Seattle is a sports town and people go to sports. If sports are on, they're going like, that's just yep. what we know. doesn't matter how many other teams are playing. They're going to, they're going to go and they're going to be there. People are there to watch the, uh, the cascades RJ play ultimate Frisbee while the Kraken games are on too. You know what I mean? Like it's, yep. it's just the way it is here. I love it. Uh, or there, I guess I technically have to say, uh, <laughs> Just to be correct. Uh, CJ, I think they should start aiming the Bratzuka at the opposing bench to claim some extra home ice advantage during the playoffs. Make those other teams get the meat sweats. What do you think of that, RJ? I think that's a good idea. I know they, they brought, brought out the Bratzuka again tonight, which was awesome. I mean, the rate of fire on that thing is impressive. I mean, they get rid of all How those brats in maybe a second. couple of seconds. I don't, you know, I could go back through the video and figure this out. I've got the video of it. I could count it and go back through. I It must be, you know, five to ten brats per second. I mean, it goes fast. 
and it's got power to it too. It's just such an impressive machine. I'll try not to get lost talking about this for so long, but yeah, sure. Aim it at the opponent's bench, you know, shame that uh, Bruce Boudreaux isn't coaching the league anymore. I think he's the one coach who would actually like it. Yes. Uh, oh my gosh. I'm sure he would. Um, uh, and you know what? Credit to you, RJ, because you didn't immediately say, no, shoot it up here at the press box. <laughs> well, I hate it. PR takes pretty good care of us. Thankfully, we don't need the Bratzuka up there. Although I bet it could reach up to the press box. If it was on the near corner, I bet it could. Okay, just test it. See if it'll make it up to the press box. I, okay, I'm, I'm too into this Bratzuka thing. Let's, let's move say, on. I was going to say, make it. We'll, we'll make a video out of RJ. We'll, we'll try to contact somebody, get see if you can catch one up there. Um, Coop, how about Maddie with one goal and an assist and McTavish with a big fat zero in the Calder race head-to-head? It's a big deal. Coop. I mean, nationally televised game. They spent a ton of time talking about Maddie. He showed up yet again uh, for one of those. I mean, they were talking about it during one of the intermissions, RJ. He's, you know, it's pretty close to kind of locked up for him at this point. Yeah, he, he's running away with it. And I did feel a little bit bad for McTavish. Honestly, I thought he might have been the Ducks' best player out there. Like, given the state of that roster, I think he was probably their best forward. Um, and he just had nobody else really to work with tonight. Um, but yeah, Maddie certainly outshined him. And I think everyone's going to see that. There is no there is no duck that you should ever feel worse for than uh, Cam Fowler, RJ. I know he got banged up in this one, too. I didn't see what happened to him, but he went down the tunnel. And he still played 27 minutes. He's <laughs> out there. They're playing him 27 minutes on this team that, like, is clearly not really trying at all anymore. That poor, poor man. Is that necessary, guys? Man, Because no. I thought I saw him out there a lot. He must have missed some time going down the tunnel, too. That's, oh. That's what I'm saying. Like they're probably playing him like 30 minutes a night. I feel so bad for it's it's draft night all over again, RJ. In 2010, when he fell to 12 at the Ducks, when he could have been a top four pick, Florida at three. Why you taking Erica Branson? Arizona at six. Why you taking Brandon Gormley? Cam Fowler was right. They get ten or whatever. Ten, it was. Yes, the Rangers with Dylan McElrath at ten. Although to McElrath's credit, he's still somehow hanging around, better than Brandon Gormley. So, <laughs> I guess the Rangers did something okay there. But the bottom line is, little did we know that uh, thirteen years later, Cam Fowler would be here playing twenty-seven to 30 minutes a night on this Ducks team. Yeah. All right. Sorry, everybody. Fall down that rabbit hole. It's all right. I got the Bratsuka. You've got Cam Fowler. It works out. Yep, definitely. Um, uh, Joey pointing out, we will get John and Eddie doing national games. That is true because they mm. do have national contracts. So um, even going into the second round, I do think that we will be able to continue to hear them call games. That's that's pretty awesome. Uh, Stratic. Elliot Friedman liked the Sprong Stonks meme when I posted it under Merrick's tweet. Let's go! I love nice. it. I love it, love it, love it, Striatic. Um, you're welcome, Donnie, for the thoughts on Borgen. Ty, Sprong is the lowest on the team for starts in the defensive zone at 4.3%. 17% in offensive zone deployment is pretty protected. However, he is mostly over the board, similar to third D pair. A lot of the forwards are, are mostly like on the fly starts. It's yeah, it's, you know, pretty standard. Uh, but yeah, like 17 to 4.3, that's a pretty big gap in uh, your zone start times. Uh, where you're, where you're starting, uh, Coop, holy something. The Flyers scored four goals on 11 shots versus the Senators. If the Senators had a goal, to, everybody says crack and have a goaltending problem, go watch an Ottawa game. Okay, because this Ottawa team would be a slam dunk playoff team if they had good goaltending. Tell they could me. sure use Joey Decord right about now. Oh my gosh, they could. Oh man, oh man. Um, let's see, Ty. If he had more than just a strong offensive wing game, I, I would drink the Kool Aid so hard with you guys. Even offensively, his zone entry is often chaotic, and he isn't very effective on the boards. Sprague has a very specific deployment that will make teams plan around him in the playoffs. Kind of fun, and I'm curious to see how teams adjust. I'm very curious to see how teams adjust to the crack and come playoff time, RJ, because we will see that in a way that we haven't seen it yet in uh, the regular season. And I mean, it's, it's either going to be something that the Kraken are going to be able to overcome, you know, kind of quick, or it's, you know, maybe it's not going to look so great. 
Right. I mean, the playoffs are such a different animal when you have a chance as coaches, as a video staff to really go and do a deep dive on the video of, of what your opponent brings and what they do. And, you know, they're going to be talking about Daniel Sprong and kind of the weird gadget player case study that he is. And how do you shut that down um, in a way you just can't devote that time to in the regular season? So we'll see. It's it's going to be this this kind of mental tactical duel between Dave Haxtall and whoever the other coach is on the other side. We saw a little bit of, of it with Peter DeBoer early this season. We saw a little bit of it with John Hines in the Dallas and Nashville kind of two-game uh, yep. mini-series, but it's going to be a whole other level come playoff time. Definitely, definitely. Uh, thank you to Scott, Gregory, and Rebecca, all, all three of you in here right away saying TNT's got the, the final this year. So appreciate that. Uh, and and happy at that as well. <laughs> uh, Becca, that kept interrupting PK whenever he had something interesting to say. Yeah, I feel bad for him. <laughs> I, I do. Uh, and I, I don't even know why Chelios is there. Does Chelios ever say anything on those intermission shows? I don't think he does. Um, let's see. Um, uh, Ty, how many game-winning goals does he have? Feels like it's a common spot for him. That's an interesting question, actually, for, for Daniel Sprong. I'll try to look it up really quick here. Yeah. Uh, Donnie wants to hear about the Salmon Yeats. Who are the stars? Do you know? Okay. Or... Yeah, so the star, Matty Beniers was the first star. I nice. believe Daniel Sprong was the second star. I didn't catch who the third star was because you were all kind of running down to the elevator trying to uh, get to the room in time because we didn't want to miss you know, any of the media availabilities after this one. But um, yeah, sorry, I, I don't remember who the third star was. Uh, I'll look at it in a second. Uh, so Sprong was right in there with seven other people all tied at three game-winning goals. But Maddie got the game-winning goal today. So Maddie's actually going to clear that pack and lead the team in game-winning goals at four with seven people behind him tied at three. This is, That's... I mean, it's the definition of win by committee, this team. Oh, for sure. But hey, Matty Veneer is just being one ahead of that pack. It's good for the Calder case. Daniel Sprong was the third star of the game. As I oh, okay. So I missed yet. someone in between the two then. Oh, uh, Jaden Schwartz. Jaden uh, Schwartz, that's star. right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see here. Uh, next skill showcase. Got to test the brat firing range from Rebecca. Definitely. That would be incredible. Oh, man. I'll put the suggestion in now. I mean, actually, I will say, because I, I put it up on our Instagram with the Bratzuka, and um, and uh, I tagged Bavarian Meats, and they did reach out. They're like, thanks for posting. This is awesome. So may maybe I can suggest, see if they can do some stuff. Uh, we we've already got their ears, so. Mm -hmm. uh, Dexter, first game this season in CPA, flew up from Arizona to see the game and got to meet Zegris after. Fantastic win, Kraken. Thank you for making it a special night. That is awesome, Dexter really happy for you that you got to see this game yeah no that is great and to meet trevor zegris that's pretty cool too i know i i'm wondering the circumstances of that but that's that's absolutely fantastic there uh lindsey had a fun interaction on my way home walking south with two ladies walking north decked out in mariners gear how'd the kraken do they saw my jersey they won fist bump seattle sports the seattle is a sports town it is it's just the bottom oh for line. sure yeah. Um, let's see. Regarding Sprung's defensive zone starts, we've got like half a dozen guys who love taking defensive zone starts. There's no need to deny those boys their D starts. <laughs> yeah, that that's is what, true. That's the Kraken are built for that. That's what's going on, definitely. Daniel, just a month ago, everybody was in love with the Senators, Red Wings, and Sabres, thinking they were going to be making the playoffs. I mean, you know, February, it's just it's one of those times you got to learn. Cool it down sometimes with what the media is going with. Yeah, the trade uh, deadline makes everyone a little crazy that month. Yeah, yeah, they really, really do. Uh, let's see. Um, Anita Queen Anne Beer Hall, shout out. Thank you for sponsoring ECH from Donnie there. Definitely. I'm just trying to wrap this up. But yes, this is all in part made possible because of Queen Anne Beer Hall. And uh, again, come playoff time, everybody. Can't afford to go to the game. I totally understand that. Yeah. Uh, Queen Anne Beer Hall would be a very nice alternative be there with a bunch of Kraken fans, be there with the with the music and the goal horn and the whole nine yards. It'll be on all those TVs. It's going to be awesome. Absolutely. Um, let's see. RJ, are you playing in the Kraken Cup? Uh, no, I, I don't. I, I've seen the signs and everything. I don't remember what when it is exactly, but no, I don't have no plans to play in the Kraken Cup. I'd like to do more of those tournaments next year. I just never see them until it's too late. Yeah. 
uh dexter friend of a friend is the trainer so got to meet him after very nice guy too bad he didn't get to lace it up tonight yeah that would be the only thing that uh you missed out on but yeah that's that's still really awesome we got to meet him dexter that's really really cool um let's see jay well i tried to stay uh playoffs before but somehow i failed if you think our boys are going to the playoffs, shoot a like ERJ and Dylan could use those likes. Appreciate it, Jay. Uh, and yeah, uh, that's, I think that's going to do it for us here. Thanks everybody for joining us on this one. I mean, it's fantastic. Another two points, RJ. Uh, was it five and three? I think Daniel said earlier now to get to a hundred. So that's, that's doable. It's in range. Yeah. But be ready everybody. Cause like I said at the beginning, eight games in the first 13 days of April. It's going to be, it's going to be a blitz here uh, with all these games. I'm really, really looking forward to it. What a way to go into the playoffs though. Right. RJ just with a ton of momentum like that. Yeah, exactly. Get in the routine, get playing lots of games and playing lots of games here. I yes. mean, I'm just happy to have, you know, the back at home. It's been a little while. Got another one in a couple days against LA. I mean, it's just going to be competitive all the way down the stretch. I mean, come, come with us for the ride. It's going to be great. Definitely. And uh, apologies to the East Coasters, but for West Coast people, all our games left started either 7 or 7.30 Pacific time. So that is, you know, it's it, good or bad, depending on how you look at it. But that's I'm just throwing that out there for everybody as we get into the next the final month here <laughs> of the regular season. One more shout out to Queen Anne Beer Hall. Thanks so much for sponsoring these post game lives and we will see you all next time.